Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. She's got a new book out, Healing from Toxic Relationships. How are you today, Steph? Good, good. Just came out a few days ago. Nice. I mean, I did a Reddit AMA, and yeah, that was fun. Yeah, those are always somebody fun to do. Had one of our listeners pop up and mention that he that he's listened to the podcast or they yeah um, so that it's, was pretty cool it's always interesting when people mention that they listen i'm always like oh hey i was getting it really a- feels good i would just tell anybody like mention it like to someone if you've seen them or on their social media or something because it does mean a lot yeah yeah like um i was getting coffee at a starbucks once and the barista was like Oh, are you Curtis from the podcast? I listen. I'm just like, yes, I am. But I'm also very tired and need my coffee. Thank you. Are they asked for a picture? Uh, no. Um, but I I have been like, you know, uh, stopped and people say, hey, I know you. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, it's also just nice when people tell you that things make a difference in their lives. So. I've, yeah. uh, I've even had people say like the nerds and love stuff like if they've been like yeah that actually helped me out quite a bit so I'm like oh mm-hmm. you're welcome so but uh, this we is... do we do spend quite a bit of time putting the podcast together so it's always nice to be acknowledged for that yeah oh right well we're here to talk about Gilmore actually Girls. you're the one that records and edits it not me <laughs> and really my <laughs> editing is very low key like I I'm okay. not. I've never really been much of an editor person. I know some people, they'll record a podcast and it'll take like two weeks to edit it. And I'm like, no, I don't have the time. So I usually just kind of, I usually have everything all set up and ready to go. And then I just record and then put it out. And sometimes there's a little bit of editing, but I'm not really much of an editor for better or for worse. I'm usually like, let's just move on with our day. So, um, but yeah. We're here to talk about Gilmore Girls. And in particular, we're talking about uh, Season 7, Episode 19. It's just like riding a bike. Which is in reference to the fact that Lorelai's riding a bike in this episode. But also, she's trying to get back like in good graces with Luke. And she, you know, they kind of have their little bit of banter, arguing or whatever. And, you know, it's kind of like getting back on a bike. You know, you don't ever forget it. But sometimes you just have to get rid of rid of the rest so to speak so um this episode was uh written by jenny uh snyder who uh i think she, she did a few other um episodes as well but um yeah she also did the uh second to last episode as well so she was very prominent in season uh, seven, and then it was directed by Lee Shallot Chamel, uh, who she's done quite a few episodes of Gilmore Girls. So, but she also did quite a bit of work in season seven as well. So, okay. Uh, but what is this episode even about? Uh, Star Hollow prepares for. Uh, oh, that is the last episode. They didn't prepare for a spring fling festival. Uh, Lorelai stops in the long loops. fling festival. <laughs> Yeah, it just keeps on going from episode to episode. Uh, I mean, it's such a big hay maze that, you know, maybe it took a while to take it down. It goes in this episode. Yeah. Um, 
Lorelai uh, is kind of like, you can tell she wants to go back into Luke's diner, but she's a little hesitant because she hasn't really gone in since they broke up. Um, so she doesn't go inside, but it is a little awkward. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, Lorelai finds out that Suki and her kids have chicken pox, so she needs to find a place for Jackson to stay. Um, because he, he hasn't had chicken pox. Um, Lorelai offers that Jackson come stay with her. Um, but just in the nick of time, Lorelai's car breaks down and she has to take it to Gypsy. Um, yeah. This episode also dealt a lot with, like, Paris. Paris stuff. Paris, uh, waiting to hear back from which school she got into, which, spoiler, she got into, like, a ton of different schools. Um, law schools, mostly. But also, she almost broke up with Doyle. And I was a little sad, because I'm like, you, you know what? Oh, I thought they worked it out in the end, but maybe I'm... They did, but she told him that she was done. Interesting. I, I mean, they broke it up for, like, a day, but... Yeah. I interrupted. No, it's okay. I was, like, I was trying to remember. I'm like, I thought they got back together at the end, but... I don't know. Who knows with those two? They're kind of... They did. They did get back together. Okay. They're both full of shenanigans either way, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah, Jackson, uh, yeah, Jackson kind of, like, tries to help Lorelai with her car stuff, but he's not really much of a car guy, uh, so, uh, yeah, Rory, like, they, they kind of keep touching on this whole Rory uncertain about what she wants to do, and in this episode, she's kind of a little unsure about what she wants to do, which, again, kind of seems, like, not quite Rory, like, she's the kind of person that thinks through everything and has, like, vision boards for things, so that seemed a little weird, um, right. yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, and I think, like, Lorelai gets a little sentimental and nostalgic for when Luke would help her with things, like mm -hmm. the car stuff that she had. You can tell that she's kind of, like, uh, you know, she wants to call Luke, but she doesn't, she's a little, still feels a little awkward, and Suki's like, she call him, uh, you're gonna move past this awkward phase. Um, and Lorelai decides to call Luke, uh, and they go to the look at a car. Uh, which uh, Luke got very irritated by, which I think was like kind of a little awkward at first, but then eventually I think they realized like that's kind of their their banter. That's how they interact. So, but also, what does that say about their relationship though? That they're more comfortable when they're kind of sniping at each other. And I know it's a yeah. banter, but there's also a there's also kind of a little bit of a there's also snark to it. Yeah. So, but we can talk about that in the psych part. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Jackson broke Lorelai's dollhouse, uh, which I guess was a big, a little bit of a plot point, which seemed kind of like weird. Like, let's put this in here to pad out the story. Um, and yeah. Lorelai had no real reaction to it. She's like, okay. Yeah. Although, to be fair, they did bring up the vasectomy thing, which I thought they were going to totally forget about. So, I was very surprised that they brought up the vasectomy thing. 
Yeah, but I, I think that also, you know, that's... I understand the resentment, though. Yeah. That he lied to her. I mean, that's a, that's a big lie. Yeah. That's a really big lie. Um... But then again, she had she had a nurse come in and said basically she told him he was getting a vasectomy. Yeah. So, you know, but still, you probably should tell your partner if you decide not to. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem a little like they worked it out at the end, which I thought was good. Uh, you know, Jackson did say that he was mad at himself, which I was like, I don't really buy, but whatever. You know, for the sake of them resolving it, sure. Um, but yeah, Luke and Lorelai looking for cars was kind of funny because it was a little tense, but you know, Luke was getting frustrated and Lorelai was doing her thing, being picky. Um, yeah. Uh, but eventually it was even, it was even way picky for Lorelai. Like it was over the top for Lorelai. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I know she basically wanted the same Jeep, but like he even got her a newer model Jeep and she's like, it's not the same. And it's like, of course it's not going to be the same. Like that just felt a little ridiculous that she would expect it to be the same right. Jeep. And I'm like, it, it's yeah. no, like, do you know how car models work? <laughs> it's not going to be the same. And but... why wouldn't you want to get a newer one with maybe better airbags? Yes. And safe other safety features. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, you know, I think we talked about this before. It's almost like in this season they took the characters, their quirks, and they kind of, they amplified them. Yeah. For sure. Because, yeah, it seemed a little ridiculous. I kind of agreed with Luke that it's like, just choose a car. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but Lorelai admits that, like, she's kind of glad they had the fight because she felt like she was walking on eggshells, so... Um, yeah. Uh, Rory Paris... What exactly was she walking on eggshells about, though? I think just, like, not quite knowing how to be around Luke yet. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. Rory, Paris, Lucy, and Olivia go to a pub and talk. Uh, but, like, Paris is clearly, uh, upset, uh, and uh, Rory talks to her, and they, they kind of realize that, like, she was upset over ending her relationship with Doyle. Um, and, you know, I think it's kind of like they realize that, like, there's going to be some sacrifices, but, you know, they still want those relationships and they still want their careers. It's just, yeah, there's going to be some sacrifices here and there. Um, which also, too, we get a little bit of a resolution to the whole... Luke and Lorelai get in the car things. If Luke comes over, he says he's found a car that she would love. It's basically the same car that she already owns. And he's even saying that she can take the engine out and put it in her existing car. And, uh, yeah. And he's she's still complaining? Sorry? She's, I think she still complained after that. Uh, no, she, I think she was, like, largely okay with it. But then, like, he was saying stuff like, oh, well, I had a belt here bike that you have, so it's a little safer. And she's like, no. But you can tell it's just their their banter. It's, they're they're being playful. So Lorelai's smiling and she's happy because she's glad things were starting to kind of be like they were before. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Paris decides she wants to be a physician. Uh, and then, yeah, Doyle tells Paris that he loves her. Uh, and so uh, they 
they kind of just go off and we see that uh, Rory opens the letter from the New York Times that says that she got rejected from her position there. So. Dun, 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 to be continued. Yep. Uh, who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? I think it was the first time I said Paris is it was my favorite. I thought yeah. she did a really good job of, of what happens when you have too many good choices to pick from. Yeah. That, yeah, the beginning was great. And then she just became more and more overwhelmed. I thought she did a really good job portraying that. Yeah. And worse, I said Lorelai. I just, I just was, I think the whole car thing mm. where she, I mean, she was acting like she was six. Yeah. Yeah. And I really didn't, I wasn't into that. So. Uh, we got another episode where we don't have Richard and Emily. And I kind of feel it. Yeah. I think they're coming up again soon. Um, Yay. I would say worst, I would say Rory, just because I still find her, like, sense of entitlement and everything to be, like, brutally, like, just, I, I, it's hard for me to agree with it. But then also, too, like, there's this whole thing of her, um, more or less, just, I don't know, like, she just seems to think that the world's going to be served to her, and then when she gets that rejection letter, she's upset, but, like, she seems almost more upset because she thought it was going to be a sure thing. And then it's like, Oh, it's not. It's like, of course it's not like there's so many qualified right. candidates that probably go for this thing. And you think you're, you're the number one, like, no, but that's uh, what she's been kind of raised to believe. Right. Not yeah. by, by Lorelai, mm -hmm. but by the grandparents, maybe. Yeah. That she's special and that she deserves things. Yeah. And then you got Logan previous episode saying, you know, I, I support your dreams. And Lorelai's like, well, yeah, but you also need to pay bills. And then, yeah, probably worst for me. Well, yeah, worst was Rory, but like best, I would say Luke. I like Luke in this episode. Like you could see he was getting exacerbated, but he did a good job of playing it well. I thought so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite reference from this episode? Maybe not favorite reference, but this kind of ties into toxic relationships. Um, I think I don't. I think it's. Lorelai that said no me Rory but they talk about um, uh, Ryan O'Neill and Farrah Fawcett um, mm -hmm. and their dysfunctional relationship they had like a, a really dysfunctional relationship physical violence mm -hmm. um, yeah, emotional abuse and um, and she had a relationship towards the end of her life so she died I think in 2009 of cancer and she had a relationship at the end of her life and, and the partner claimed that the ex-husband, um, Ryan O'Neill, prevented him from seeing Farrah Fawcett when she was dying. Wow. So, and in her will, she left money to the, the partner, but not her ex-husband. Mm. So yeah. there's, it's really convoluted. They have one kid together, and he's had a lot of issues, substance abuse issues. Um, I think he robbed a convenience store, I think, at some point. But, yeah, so it's a very, it's a, it's sad. I mean, it's a very dysfunctional relationship. So when they brought it up, I thought I'd take the opportunity to talk about toxic relationships. And they are together for a while, like decades. Yeah. Um, how about you? Um, yeah, I, uh, try to bring up my notes here. I think, like, there wasn't too many in this episode, I didn't think. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, there was one about Jack Bauer. I, I thought because um, he was a big thing in the two thousands there. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I don't know. 
there's a little there's a little something about this about this preference, but well, I can't really spoil it because it kind of pertains to mm -hmm. something in a year in the life. But it was a little weird. But on its own, I'll say it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll bring up too. I, I forgot to mention the chickenpox vaccine. So, um, Sookie mentions that both her kids were vaccinated against chickenpox, so they had a mild case. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that one dose of vaccine prevents 95% of moderate disease and 100% of severe disease. So you may still get, it's like COVID, you may still get it, but, like, when I got COVID, I had my second booster, and so it was like a, like, it just felt like, like, regular flu. Yeah. Um, so it's not that it totally prevents it, but it can make it so that you don't wind up in the hospital. Right. So that was actually accurate. Mm hmm Okay. Uh, let's see here. We've got favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote from this episode? What's my quote? Oh, choosing to be a part, maybe choosing to be a part. That, um, that when you choose to live in another place from your partner, mm -hmm. it may also be that, I think this is... Paris has said this. It's also maybe choosing to not be in the relationship anymore. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what, did you, uh, what did you say for your favorite quote? I put, uh, Paris says, okay, enough with the hysterics. I have a big decision to make and all this hooting and hollering is not exactly helping matters. And I'm just like, that's, that's Paris for you, you know. Of course, everyone's celebrating mm -hmm. that she gets into all these amazing schools. And she's like, no, no, I gotta make decisions. Stop it. And we'll, and we'll talk about the stress of having too many good decisions when we get to the side part. Mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes trivia. Um, so Rory's apartment is 544 House Street, apartment 8 in New Haven, Connecticut. The street exists and is only four blocks from the old campus at Yale. The address, however, is fake. The numbers only go up to around 140 on that street. So mm -hmm. you can try to go to that place, but it doesn't exist. Um. Uh, oh, when uh, Lorelai comes back to Luke's diner for the first time, Kirk gets out a notebook and says the last time she was in was May 22nd. In reality, May 22nd is Sean Gunn's birthday. So. And he plays Kirk. So. Oh, okay. I was thinking James Gunn. And James Gunn is his brother. Oh, sorry. Did I say James Gunn? Sean Gunn. Sorry. No, no, you didn't. No, you said the right name, but okay. I automatically went to James Gunn. Uh, no, Sean Gunn, Kirk, yeah. But yeah, it was Sean's, it's Sean's Gunn's birthday, May 22nd. So the date, it was just his birthday. But that's that's cute. I'm sure they probably just told him, like, just say a date. And he was like, okay, I'll say my birthday. Why not? <laughs> uh, any mental health observations from this episode? Well, there are studies showing that having too many similar choices can be more stressful than having a forced choice. A forced choice is when you're given A or B. And this technique works really well with kids, younger kids. So, uh, like, if you have a kid that doesn't want to get dressed, mm -hmm. um, you say, okay, you can choose outfit A or outfit B. And so they feel like they have some sense of control over the process, but you're still limiting their options. That's less stressful than having a bunch of good options. The most stressful is having a bunch of options that aren't that great, but those are the options you have. Yeah. So there's different levels to it. And there's also a thing in, in economics, also psychology of um, maximizers and sufficers. And sufficers are, are good with good enough. So like if you look at a car and you say, you know what, I, I definitely want a car with a sunroof and, and I, you know, that's it, that's what I want, right? 
it's usually more than that. But you know, I want to card this hundred. So they'll be okay with like if they find a if they look at like ten cards and they find a card that's like pretty and good in their price range and maybe it doesn't have a cup holder in it or whatever, but it's got a sunroof. They may say okay because because they aren't constantly pushing for something else. Maximizers will um, try to find the card that has all the things. And will keep looking for something better, and they're never fully satisfied. And it turns out that that uh, sufficers, people are with good, good with good enough, are actually happier, more balanced people. Okay. Uh, Paris strikes me as a maximizer, and she's always looking to see what the better thing is. And I think we see a pattern of this throughout. And I think it also plays into her decision making skills too. So. Um, and also, I would mention, too, that Soki doesn't necessarily have to forgive Jackson. I think forgiveness is something that is a multi-step process. Yeah. And um, and I think that people demand forgiveness. I don't think it's a, it's genuine. Uh, it's, it's for their own guilt and their own ego. And you forgive somebody when you're ready and on your own terms. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't understand the next note I made. I said, oh, oh, um, when Rory said, when Rory got the letter saying she didn't get the New York Times Fellowship, why not just call the other paperback and see if they have the job? I mean, yeah, it's not ideal, yeah, but why not just call them? Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be proactive, right? It would be being active instead of reactive. Yeah, just call the other paper and see if they have the job still available. Yeah, I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah, exactly. Just give it a try. Doesn't hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I can say is it's been filled. Yeah. yeah. But maybe just the fact that you're calling back, maybe your name will be put in there for if someone else quits or they have a new position open. Exactly. Okay. I think it's time to rate this episode. What do you think for a score? I give it a, a seven. I thought the, the storyline of Paris is pretty good. How about you? Uh, I do like this episode a bit more than the last one. The last mm-hmm. one was a little rough for me. Um, but I would probably give it like, I don't know, I'll give it like a six out of 10. I thought it was, it was better. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was nice that Rory didn't beat, a, a professional goal that she worked for. Like she's worked hard, quote unquote. I don't know. It's arguable how much, how hard she's actually worked, but the fact that she didn't get it. And, uh, it's just interesting that like it, you know, she's worked so hard and, uh, you know, she still fails in the end. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would it have been a competitive fellowship that she was applying for and she just didn't get it. And it's as simple as that. Uh, I like that the show didn't sugarcoat it that much, even though I still argue that Rory's character arc otherwise is pretty disappointing. But, um, you know, you kind of see a little bit of like Mitchum Huntsberger when he kind of brought her down. Like he wasn't doing it to be mean. He's just being real. And, um, you know, uh, I think it was interesting too that this comes after the heels of what Mitchum told her and like she could have turned that around and maybe done a bit more but she still didn't and that's just interesting that she's put in all that effort since Mitchum told her that and it still didn't really amount to much I don't know I I found it very realistic I guess that you can mm-hmm. still you can be given some criticism that you really don't like and work hard to address it and you could still fail I don't know I just thought that was very interesting right. of an approach for the right. show so right and it doesn't mean you're a failure. No, although I think she I mean, that's the other thing. she deals with she, failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't yeah. take it well. So 
I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they bring up in another episode yeah. whether um, the grandparents have anything to say about her not getting the fellowship and if they try to pull some strings. Yeah. Okay. Well, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com and uh, you can go find her new book, Healing from Toxic Relationships, sir. There's links to buy it on Amazon and all that other stuff too there. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find some place to buy it that works best for you. You can read over the AMA I did this week. I read it. Yeah. I might go read through it, because like, I want to see that response from that one listener in particular. But Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yep. And hello, listener, if you're listening. Hello, listener. And uh, I'm over at thringernerds.com, where almost every other day I've got new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.